The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's the middle of the week already. Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time in the Missal. This is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of Saints Marcellinus and Peter, both martyrs. We know very little about them. They were martyrs under Diocletian, but there's no question that the early church venerated them. Pope St. Damasus says he heard the story of these two martyrs from their executioner, who became a Christian after their deaths. Marcellinus, a priest, and Peter, an exorcist, died in the year 304. According to legend, two Romans saw their imprisonment as just one more opportunity to evangelize, and they managed to convert their jailer and his family. The legend also says that they were beheaded in the forest so that other Christians wouldn't have a chance to bury and venerate their bodies. Two women found the bodies, however, and had them properly buried. Saints Marcellinus and Peter, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for young people preparing for marriage with the support of a Christian community. May they grow in love with generosity, faithfulness, and patience. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. After yesterday's Gospel, the dilemma of the coin of tribute that our Lord walks right through, comes another dilemma today that the Sadducees this time place to you, Lord. The dilemma of a woman with seven husbands, God bless her, which husband will be hers in heaven after the resurrection? Lord, you replied, Are you not misled because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. But they are like the angels in heaven. As for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God told him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are greatly misled. It must have been hard, Lord, to walk among them, walk among them with the message of salvation. And they, they not accepting anything out of the Pentateuch, rejected the possibility of life 
in the next world, in heaven, with you. How difficult that must have been. The Sadducees hoped to trap you in that dilemma. For if you were to say, Lord, that in the resurrection she would be the wife of only one, the other six would be excited to envy and continual strife. And Lord, if you were to say that she would be common to the seven brothers, how could that stand? You make it clear, Lord, that those deemed worthy to attain in the coming age, the resurrection of the dead, neither marry or are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels. They are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. Your answer to the Sadducees, Jesus, is so great, because it is from the Torah, from Exodus chapter 3. There, the whole scene about the burning bush, there you end their dilemma by answering from the book of Moses, the collection of the five books of the Pentateuch. St. Paul says, when he spoke in the Areopagus there in Athens, God intended that they, the people of this world, would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, being offspring of God, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by man's skill and imagination. Although God overlooked the ignorance of earlier times, he now commands all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some began to mock him, but others said, We want to hear you again on this topic. And that is today's topic. Lord, you ask us to enter deeply into the great teaching of yours, which you summed up in one verse when you said, I am the resurrection and the life. This caught the attention of the hearers of St. Paul in the Areopagus. It should catch the ears of those today, and yet it seems today has its own challenges. St. John Henry Cardinal Newman said in one of his sermons, I suppose there is no tolerably informed Christian, but considers he has a correct notion of the difference between our religion and the paganism which it supplanted. Everyone, if asked, what is it that we have gained by the gospel, will promptly answer that we have gained the knowledge of our immortality, of our having souls, which will live forever, that the heathen did not know this, but that Christ taught it, and that his disciples know it. Everyone will say, and say truly, that this was the great and solemn doctrine which gave the gospel a claim to be heard when first preached, which arrested the thoughtless multitudes who were busied in the pleasures and pursuits of this life, awed them with the vision of the life to come, and sobered them till they turned to God with a true heart. It will be said, and said truly, that this doctrine of a future life was the doctrine which broke the power and the fascination of paganism. Now in our day there is a rise of paganism, and it can be seen as directly the, according to the loss of the sense of our soul, a loss of the sense of our call to union with God and the power of God in the scriptures that can be at work in people today if they reach out with grace. 
many have lowered their hopes to that of which science seems to be able to offer, perhaps an extended lifetime, or a life with more pleasantries or less pain. Is this all we can hope for? You again would say, Lord, you are seriously misled. There is far more to be hoped for in this life and the next. There's the story of a visitor who, after dying, finds themselves walking along the cloud and meets up with St. Peter and asks St. Peter, Is this the gate to heaven? And Peter replies, Yes. Can I come in? Well, you have to spell very correctly the word God. Is that all? G-O-D. Wow, can I come in? Yes. And at that moment, St. Peter's cell phone rings. Oh, he has to take a call. It's an urgent meeting in deep heaven. You see how to man the gates. You take care of the gates until I come back. Ask the question. Five minutes later, the visitor's spouse comes walking down the cloud. Oh, you! Why are you here? And the spouse says, I teared up, driving back from your funeral, and I crashed. And here I am. Is this the gate to heaven? What do I have to do to come in? To be with you forever and ever and ever? What do I have to do to come in? And the spouse says, well, you have to spell one word. Oh, what is that? And the spouse says, Czechoslovakia. Perhaps a bit cynical, but again, the things that we perhaps can even treasure most on this earth, spousal life, family life, has its challenges, but it has its answers in you, God. Jesus, you blessed marriage. May you bless marriages again, that they be very attractive to souls. Science seems to answer a lot, but it does not answer the deepest yearnings of a person's heart. Far from it. It must have been very hard in the time of the Sadducees to know that there is a God and that he is looking upon us and loving us, but then that we must be like pets that, although cherished, perish, back to the dust, never to rise, or to Sheol, never to have a relationship with him. Lord, your apostles and those who came after them were able to say with their face, with their words, with their deeds, show the great love that one knew from the incarnation that you came among us, Lord, loving us as one of us and showing us and being us for us the way. Send forth your spirit, Lord, and rekindle my heart, whether I'm single or married, young or old, seeking to be married or widowed, Give me an apostolic zeal. St. Josemaria says, What compassion you feel for them. You would like to cry out to them that they are wasting their time. Why are they so blind? And why can't they perceive what you, a miserable creature, have seen? Why don't they go for the best? Pray and mortify yourself. Then you have the duty to wake them up, one by one, explaining to them, also one by one, that they, like you, can find a divine way without leaving the place they occupy in society. Yes, Jesus, help me to go to my mental prayer and ponder deeply this great truth that I have a soul, that I am called then to have such a great relationship of love in this life and forever. Back to St. Josemaria, he says, 
dig further every day into the apostolic depths of your Christian vocation. He unfurled a banner to be followed 20 centuries ago for you and me to proclaim aloud to men. It is indeed meant for all those who have a sincere heart and are capable of loving. What clearer invitations do you need than these? I have come to bring fire to the earth, and the thought of those 2,500 million souls who still do not yet know Christ, who do not yet know that they have a soul, or do not live by that. Make me your persuasive instrument by filling me with grace and inflaming my heart. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray next. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, Wednesday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim, proclaim your praise. praise. Our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Holy Spirit, come, 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 us, he that, that Christ makes known. We have heard the 
The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. 
The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the book of Job. Job said, I have made an agreement with my eyes and entertained no thoughts against a maiden. But what is man's lot from God above? His inheritance from the Almighty on high? Is it not calamity for the unrighteous and woe for evildoers? Does he not see my ways and number all my steps? Let God weigh me in the scales of justice. Thus he will know my innocence. If I have walked in falsehood and my foot has hastened to deceit, if my steps have turned out of the way and my heart has followed my eyes or any stain clings to my hands, then may I sow but another eat of it or may by my planting be rooted up. Had I refused justice to my manservant or to my maid when they had a claim against me, what then should I do when God rose up? What could I answer when he demanded an account? Did not he who made me in the womb make him? Did not the same one fashion us before our birth? If I have denied anything to the poor, or allowed the eyes of the widow to languish while I ate my portion alone, with no share in it for the fatherless. Though like a father God has reared me from my youth, guiding me even from my mother's womb. 
if I have seen a wanderer without clothing, or a poor man without covering, whose limbs have not blessed me when warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I have raised my hand against the innocent because I saw that I had supporters at the gate, then may my arm fall from the shoulder, my forearm be broken at the elbow, for the dread of God will be upon me, and his majesty will overpower me. Oh, that I had one to hear my case, and that my accuser would write out his indictment. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder, or put it on me like a diadem. Of all my steps I should give him an account. Like a prince, I should present myself before him. The Word of the Lord Does not calamity befall the wicked, and disaster the evildoers? The The eyes eyes of of the Lord Lord are everywhere, everywhere, observing the evil and the good. Does he not see my ways, and count all my steps? The The eyes eyes of of the Lord Lord are everywhere, everywhere, observing the the evil and the good. A reading from the teachings of St. Dorotheus, Abbot. The man who finds fault with himself accepts all things cheerfully, misfortune, loss, disgrace, honor, and any other kind of adversity. He believes that he is deserving of all these things, and nothing can disturb him. No one could be more at peace than this man. But perhaps you will offer me this objection. Suppose my brother injures me, and on examining myself I find that I have not given him any cause. Why should I blame myself? Certainly if someone examines himself carefully and with a fear of God, he will never find himself completely innocent. He will see that he has given some provocation by an action, a word, or by his manner. If he does find that he is not guilty in any of these ways, certainly he must have injured that brother somehow at some other time. Or perhaps he has been a source of annoyance to some other brother. For this reason, he deserves to endure the injury because of many other sins that he has committed on other occasions. Someone else asks, why should he be accusing himself when he was sitting peacefully and quietly when a brother came upon him with an unkind or insulting word? He cannot tolerate it, and so he thinks that his anger is justified. If that brother had not approached him and said these words and upset him, he never would have sinned. This kind of thinking is surely ridiculous, and has no rational basis. For the fact that he has said anything at all in this situation breaks the cover on the passionate anger within him, which is all the more exposed by his excessive anxiety. If he wished, he would do penance. He has become like a clean, shiny grain of wheat that, when broken, is full of dirt inside. The man who thinks that he is quiet and peaceful has within him a passion that he does not see. A brother comes up, 
utters some unkind word, and immediately the venom and mire that lie hidden within him are spewed out. If he wishes mercy, he must do penance, purify himself, and strive to become perfect. He will see that he should have returned thanks to his brother instead of returning the injury, because his brother has proven to be an occasion of profit to him. It will not be long before he will no longer be bothered by these temptations. The more perfect he grows, the less these temptations will affect him. For the more the soul advances, the stronger and more powerful it becomes in bearing the difficulties that it meets. Truly I know that no man can stand justified before God. Who am am I I to answer God? God? and and choose words against him. God puts no trust in his holy ones, and even the heavens are not pure in his sight. Who am I to answer God and choose words against him? Let us pray. O God, whose providence never fails in its design, keep from us, we humbly beseech you, all that might harm us, and grant all that works for our good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Today's gospel is coming right up. We'll take a look at it and we'll pray some more. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time, June 2nd, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Now, the Sadducees were trying to make the concept of the resurrection look foolish. Myself, I think they made themselves look foolish. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection, and they asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but leaves no child, the man must take the wife and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, left no children. And the second took her and died, leaving no children. And the third likewise and the seven left no children. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Is not this why you are wrong? That you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, more at RelevantRadio.com. All of the daily Mass readings are on the Relevant Radio app. Now, one thing to remember about the Sadducees is 
that they didn't believe in the resurrection at all. It was a distinguishing feature of them. So when they try to drag Jesus into an argument, they really don't know what they're getting into. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Some Sadducees who did not believe in resurrection came up to Jesus and tried to catch him out with a trick question. According to the ancient law of Moses, if a man died without leaving any children, his brother had to marry his widow in order to leave descendants to his brother, and he had to give the name of the dead man to the first of his sons. The Sadducees want to make any belief in the resurrection of the dead appear ridiculous. They therefore invent a clever hypothesis. If a woman marries seven times, having been left a widow by seven brothers in succession, whose wife will she be in heaven? Jesus answers them in a way that clearly shows the superficiality of their thinking. By his reply, he reaffirms the truth of the resurrection of the dead. He takes a number of passages from the Old Testament, And as he expounds on the properties of risen bodies, he refutes all the objections brought forward by the Sadducees. Our Lord reproaches them for their ignorance of the scriptures and for not acknowledging the power of God. For this truth had already been firmly asserted in what was revealed. Isaiah had prophesied, Thy dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. O dwellers in the dust, awake and sing for joy, for thy dew is a dew of light, and on the land of the shades thou wilt let it fall. The mother of the Maccabees encouraged her sons at the moment of their martyrdom, reminding them of the words of Scripture, The Creator of the world will in his mercy give life and breath back to you again, since you now forget yourselves for the sake of his laws. And for Job, this same truth was to be the consolation of his unhappy days. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. Then from my flesh I shall see God. We have to foster the virtue of hope in our souls, and in particular the hope of seeing God. Those in love try to see each other. People in love have eyes only for their love. That's logical, isn't it? The human heart feels this need. I would be lying if I denied my eagerness to contemplate the face of Jesus Christ. I will seek your countenance, O Lord. This desire will be satisfied if we remain faithful, because God's concern for his human creatures has ensured the resurrection of the flesh, a truth which constitutes one of the fundamental articles of the creed. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. The church believes in the resurrection of the dead and understands that the resurrection refers to the whole man, to his body also. The magisterium has repeated on numerous occasions that it is a question of the resurrection of the same body as we had during our passage on earth in this flesh in which we live, subsist, and move. Because of this, the two formulae, resurrection of the dead and resurrection of the flesh, are complementary expressions from one and the same tradition of the early church, and both modes of expression must continue to be used. The liturgy repeats this consoling truth on numerous occasions. 
in him, in Christ, the hope of our resurrection has dawned, and though we are saddened by the certainty of dying, he consoles us with the promise of eternal life to come. For those who are faithful to you, Lord, life is transformed, not taken away. And when our dwelling here on earth decays, there is waiting for us our eternal home in heaven. God awaits us forever in his glory. What great sadness for those who have counted solely on this world. What great joy to know that it will be ourselves, soul and body, who with the help of grace will live eternally with Jesus Christ, with the angels and with the saints, and who will give praise to the most holy trinity. When we are grieved by the death of a loved one, or we are with mourners who have lost a member of their family, we have to manifest to them as to ourselves these truths that fill us with hope and consolation. Life does not end here below on earth. We are going forward to meet God in eternal life. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and it's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. we see light itself. O Lord, Lord, in your light, we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. 
he clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing him a new song. Exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you, for you spoke and they were made. You sent forth your spirit and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear. Great King over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from him given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is king over the nations. God reigns on his holy throne. 
the princes of peoples are assembled, with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the Book of Tobit Do to no one what you yourself dislike. Give to the hungry some of your bread, and to the naked some of your clothing. Seek counsel from every wise man. At all times bless the Lord God and ask Him to make all your paths straight and to grant success to all your endeavors and plans. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Incline my heart according to to your will, O God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Speed my steps along your path according to your will, O God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Let us give thanks to Christ and offer him continual praise, for he sanctifies us and calls us his brothers. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. With single-minded devotion, we dedicate the beginnings of this day to the honor of your resurrection. May we make the whole day pleasing to you by our works of holiness. 
Lord, help your brothers to grow in holiness. As a sign of your love, you renew each day for the sake of our well-being and happiness. Renew us daily for the sake of your glory. Lord, help your brothers to grow in holiness. Teach us today to recognize your presence in all men. Especially in the poor and in those who mourn. Lord, help help your brothers to grow in holiness. Grant that we may live today in peace with all men. Never rendering evil for evil. Lord, help help your brothers to grow in holiness. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Savior, hear our morning prayer. Help us to follow the light and live the truth. In you we have been born again as sons and daughters of light. May we be your witness before all the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.